The following Roadshow podcast contains strong language and listener discretion is advised. Rowers tend to use invective and colourful language to explain even the simplest points. This Roadshow podcast is no exception. Welcome to The Roadshow. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, crucial role in South Africa. Passion. Great. Passion, fiction, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another bonus episode to a hype train of the European uh, Rowing Championships for 2019. This is Lawrence. And this is Jake. So in today's episode, we just got to go through our big talking points on the racing that's happening this weekend and thought that uh, you guys could just use a little bit of a rower's insight into the action that's going to be coming up on this weekend. Um, it's going to be short and, and to the point and very sweet. We got to we aren't going to go through every every single event, um, you know, considering how many events there are out there. We're just going to stay with the the big ones that we're going to think are, are worth mentioning for this yeah, just, racing. I think uh, on that, it's like it's just the big talking points, really, because because it's only Europeans. We're cutting out a couple big big countries, so we're missing like, uh, for instance, New Zealand, America, I mean, the whole, all the Americas, um, South Africa. We haven't uh, had a great year last year, but. You're we're still there, us. but you're still missing us. And Australia. Australia. Yeah. So, you know, in each event, there's a few countries missing. And for some events, that's, uh, a, you know, it's a, it's just it's the ends the, the event, really. I mean, if you look at women's yeah. pair, you have New Zealand and Canada, which were 20 seconds yeah. up on the rest of the field, and uh, they're not there. So there's no really need to, also, to talk about the, that event. The lighty women's double, you have <coughs> New Zealand again. That's a big one. Uh, also, the USA, lighty women's double got silver medal last year. Um, so there are a couple big names that we're missing from the list. And on top of that, it's, you know, this is, I mean, we had World Cup 1, but World Cup 1 is tiny, really disappointing regatta. And uh, it's because everyone is focusing on this regatta. Oh, we also, uh, we just had a message from uh, Chris Revel who was asking, he was saying that why he couldn't work out that why the turnout for World Cup 1 was so small. And yet there was still a lot of people racing in a regatta in Dernsburg, uh, Germany. Germany. So, uh, I mean, me and Jake just chatted about that a little bit and we just thought, you know, I think early on in the season, the focus is on Europeans and, you know, you don't want to send all these big, uh, you don't want to send your big crews to this regatta. Maybe you have a, you've had a big week of training and you're a bit under the whip. You're not really taking the foot off the gas for the World Cup and then uh, you just want to race it uh, flat. Or you don't want to race it flat and get a disappointing yeah. result. I think also there's an element that um, that you have with keeping your cards close to your chest. I think going to a smaller regatta, you know, you fly a little bit under the radar. Um, I think from the athlete's point of view, let the athletes compete in a smaller regatta, maybe get some good results, get some really good confidence at a pivotal moment moment in training. And I think on the opposition side, you know, keep everyone guessing a bit. And whereas a World Cup, you know, you go to the World Cup and, you know, you, you it's a way more open event. And also... Um, you have uh, selection, crew selection. Maybe it's a bit easier. Yeah, because I mean, at like uh, Dernsburg, the the big countries racing there: Germany, France, and uh, yeah, and GB the also. GB Netherlands. You know, they 
they were testing a lot of combinations, there were a lot of weird combinations racing there. So maybe they don't want to be at a big regatta where people are reading everything into yeah, their, too, their selections. Too, too into it. So yeah, I mean, you know, to be completely honest, we like not really sure either because I mean, I I, I would maybe also say that traveling is an issue, but I feel like Europe's tiny. Yeah. So I don't think traveling is really an issue uh, when it comes to it. But so yeah, that's just to to answer Chris's uh, question. But let's move on into this European Championships. So first, it's at Lucerne, which is pretty epic. Yeah. Really upsets us because uh, Lucerne uh, traditionally are constants on the world rowing circuit uh, world rowing cup circuit so every year there's a world rowing cup at lucerne and because europeans is at lucerne this year we're not having a world cup there so kind of throws a a little span in the works for for the non-europeans that are not going to get to race there but uh we'll get back to there at some point yeah no we will i think it's it's just because you know lucerne is um it's such a it's it's such a a great rowing course if conditions are always fair um, the venue is always it always produces pretty fast racing as well I think which is great and um, yeah it's a bit disappointing we're going to be missing out but I think it's, maybe it's also a great opportunity to give other countries in Europe a chance to showcase their regattas you know I don't know maybe having one country you know Lucerne having their regatta every year makes a huge help with logistics cost all these kind of things but you know you know, now we have uh, more countries uh, getting a bit of a piece of the pie which is also maybe a bit of a yeah. good thing that is uh, exactly right there, Jake. Jake. Um, oh, also, this uh, the European World Champs is twice as big as uh, World Cup One. There's twice as many athletes, and and I mean, yeah. So open only to Europeans. So it is a much much bigger yeah. regatta than it was um, than World Cup One was, and it's really our first look at the the main cruise racing. Yes, we saw a little bit in the men's pair, which we'll get into at World Cup One, but yes. basically every other event was missing so many Big people times. that you couldn't actually read anything into the, yeah, the results. I think, yeah, huge, huge absences. I think, like, like I said, men's pair was the maybe the, the biggest event there. But, I mean, like, again, you also had, you know, China, the Chinese had such a dominant force at World Cup 1. I don't think that's too much to read into because, you know, because of the lack of competition they had. So, I think the Chinese, hopefully they'll, they'll reappear at, a, at another World Cup soon or maybe have a very strong team at World Champs to, you know, really give us a good sense about what's going over there on, in the east but um, yeah I think uh, Europeans like Lauren said a lot of events men's single lightweight women's double um, you know these these events were missing a lot of names and uh, we're going to see and also men's four that was a huge one men's eight at this World Cup one was disappointing yeah so, so let's get into to the actual events that we or the big talking points of uh, European champs so let's get in I want to start with the men's pair because it was such a big event with the the Serbians pipping the the Croatians mm. um, at, in the men's pair at World Cup one, and now going into to this one, we have a huge uh, list of entries and big names. Yeah, big big names. I think uh, yeah, I think uh, Croatia. We will. I think it's keep keep an eye on them. I don't know. My head World Cup one is more of an upset. I think don't look too into that. I think Croatia still would have, retain very strong form. I yeah, think I think they were... That they, they beat them, though. Yeah, I think that Croatia was a bit under the whip. They looked tired racing. So, yeah. I mean, maybe they just realized that the entries were weak and they were not going to take their foot off the gas at all mm. and they're going to come out guns blazing. So maybe that's just a, a big element of, of them missing out on the on the win there. But I do think that the Serbians are pretty quick. I mean, uh, we saw them in uh, Peduluco earlier in the year. These guys have some some good speed on them, yeah. and yeah. But then on top of that, 
from the A final, we're only really missing uh, New Zealand and Canada, and then we're in the back of the A final. Yeah, so still back. you have a lot of uh, a lot depth of in the field as well because you've got depth. Romania. They are big dogs, and they big didn't dogs. race World Cup one. They really were quick at uh, Peluco earlier in yeah. the season, so they we know that they've been training hard. You also have uh, Spain. They uh, performed really well in World Cup one, and I they performed well. Spain's World actually a good crew to kind of look at the the underdogs that are actually starting to perform well because I think World Champs last year they had really good World Champs they came I think fourth in the in the A final or fourth or fifth I don't know don't take fourth. my word for it fourth. Spain came yeah. fourth at the World Champs so that was a great result for them at World Champs World Cup won bronze medal really putting Croatia under pressure so I think that's another crew I think for me is going to be a crew to watch going through the season because they definitely seem like they you know really starting to get some sort of culture going there Definitely. So, yeah, I think that that big uh, focus, especially on the semi-final, I think, at uh, in the pair, because it's quite it's got yeah. enough of people that the, the semi-finals will yeah. be quite good. So and that I'm, already getting get be getting exciting. And also uh, a return of the Italian uh, men's pair, oh, champions yeah. in 2017, with the sprint finish to put the creations. But it's but a, they're missing one guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Matteo Lotto. Matteo Lotto is uh, is injured. He was injured in Peluco. He came back into the pair then he got injured again yeah so shame out that, that guy's not having the, the easiest start to the that's year that's terrible but it's nice to see Giuseppe's back <clears throat> but Giuseppe's back from his injury last year because yeah. he had the back up last year so where Lodo was in the four yeah so and then, a few uh, changes his, on their side his partner is uh, Giovanni Abagnali I think I don't yeah. know then let's move on though because a few other talking points the men's double I want to get into that because it's uh, the Germans Stefan Kruger goes in with uh, Tim Onaski. Mm. So Tim and Oli Ziedler had their huge battle at Lucerne last year, and he lost out on the on the senior team last year. So obviously, he tried to go in. I think uh, both New Zealand and uh, Germany have done their sculling trials a little bit earlier this year, so that they don't have this huge pressure coming into to later on in the season, mm. where they're still selecting uh, single scullers. So Tim. Lost out to to Ali Ziedler earlier on, and now he's gone into the the double with Stefan Kruger, who's been in the double yeah, for basically since twenty eleven. Yeah, for for a really long time, and I think yeah, he's been performing well. Never quite got into the the pinnacle of the sport, but he's been really consistent. And I think uh, you know Timon Naski spent most of his time in single, but he's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, and so I think, he I think that double can be really quick. That double, yeah. fairly confident, is going to be a. Double. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be a good one to look out for for the uh, for the racing on the weekend to see where they fit in uh, with the rest of the the group. Uh, moving on to the women's skull, you got uh, Janine uh, Gamelin and Sunita Pespira. Yeah, two big dogs. So Janine won everything 2017, everything in the build up 2018, and Sunita came through with the gold medal uh, race in in the World Champs last year. Yeah. So it's interesting to see if Sunita can keep that form. And I think also maybe another crew, another person to watch there is maybe Victoria Thornley from GB. Because she's, you know, she's taken some time off. And uh, she's had a mixed bag of form. But when she's running hot, she's definitely up with the best in the world. So if she, we, it's, I'm going to be excited to see how she does. And then of course, I think another person to mention here is Magdalena Lobnik from Austria. She seems like she's always hunting the pack all the time. Just like... You know, nudging at uh, yeah, and she top. also goes out with like this berserk start. Yeah. She's always leading at like the 500, yeah, six, yeah. 700 meter mark, and then uh, the wheels come off. So if she can just hold pace a little bit through the third 500, 
she'll do well. And yeah, so I mean, that's going to be a big battle. Yeah, a big battle. Uh, I think uh, a good point to see how the season's going to progress in the women's single. Then talking about the single, let's go flip on to, to the men's single. So obviously we're missing Robbie Manson, who's uh, yeah. a big dog as well. But there are a lot of big names in, in this race. Yeah, huge names. I think uh, this is probably, um, for me, it's probably one of the, the hottest, the hottest uh, fields out there. And I think I feel like the men's single. Do you think this was hotter than the men's pair? I don't know. It's close. It's close. It's very close. close to the men's pair. I think for the hottest event. But I think the men's single for me, also similar to men's pair, is quite an open field at the moment. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this Olympic cycle, there hasn't been someone that's taken it has been the scholar that's winning all the time, and there's a good mix of new names and old names that are like always battling it out for dominance. I mean, you have old guys like Scenic that are always up there, but like Robbie Manson, who has been a huge talking name, but he's been off form, on form. You have guys well, like... Well, he's always on form early in the season, and then, and then World Champs comes, and then he bucks. Yeah, through that. And then, you know, you know <coughs> Chetel Bosch, he's had a f- exact opposite of Robbie Man- Manson. And then you have Oli Ziedler, who's like super young, mega strong. Plus, you, you have a whole host of names that I haven't even spoken about. So... You know, it's very interesting field. I think anything can happen. And I feel like the skull, because speeds change so easily in the skull, not like the men's eights, where speed changes over a longer period of time. Like, you know, if you're up in the men's eight, it takes a while to take that lead out. I feel like the men's single form is way more important. I feel like if you're just a little bit off your game, that's a couple of boat links down the down Yeah, the, and I mean, you, you also, miss, I mean, you're talking about the names you're missing out. You're missing out Andre Sinek. Big dog. Yeah. I mean, he's got uh, a lot of medals behind his name, and I really would like to see him come to the top and, and to win. I mean, he's been behind Olaf, yeah. behind Mahi, Mahi, and he's always like often silver medal, and it's like silver bronze medal all the time. So it'd be really nice to see him come to the front, take control, win a world champs, win the games. But I mean, it's it's really really hot out there, and um, and how how do you think uh, Demian Martin's gonna? Do yeah, that? that was the the other person I was gonna bring up. Is he won the earlier regatta? Look, he had a really tough year last year with injuries, and he basically didn't even race yeah. off the the regattas. So let's let's see. Also, it's gonna be tight. I mean, if that guy comes back online, it's just another big uh, stick there. Mm-hmm. But I also think uh, Oli Ziedler. I think he will win. That's where my money is. You think he's going to win? I think he's going to win. Like, I mean, this guy has the biggest engine out of all the scholars and the lowest uh, technique and the shortest rowing time. So yeah. he's now spent, I mean, there's, you know, everyone else's, the, the time from World Champs to now is like a little percent on uh, how much total time they spend rowing. Whereas for Oli Zita, it's probably like, you know, it's 20% or 10% of yeah, his rowing time. So it's huge. It's like uh, he's been spending a lot of... It's a lot of extra time for him in the skull. Yeah. So I expect him to be rowing a lot better. Yeah. And yeah, I think uh, if the weather's good, I think he will He'll take it. I think he might still struggle a bit in the strong tailwind uh, if the water's really quick. But if the water's flat, I think uh, he's in a position yeah, to, to take this one. That's an that's an interesting... I don't think I would have... I don't think I would go with uh, Ali Ziedler. I think, uh, but Chittle Borsch as well. I mean, yes, he's world he's, champion, but yeah, he's also he's been injured. Injured, yeah. And uh, and and I mean, maybe his form, hopefully, is good. But and maybe you have also maybe Mundungus comes through with the surprise yeah. attack for him. <laughs> I mean, there's there's guys that are even because uh, also I think the experience is is big. So like Ali's now starting to be established in the single, yeah. but everyone else has been racing the single for 
many, many years. So oh, anything can happen. Yeah, but I, the, I, I am with you though. I think this one, it's it's really close. So this could be the the, the event to watch. Yeah, and if you're also gonna, yeah. if you're gonna watch an event, men's pair, mm, men's, men's skull. Yeah, and the and the progression I feel in in sculling when you're racing a men's single is an element that you don't often find in the bigger boats because you you almost always going to be having quarterfinals and with the names we've listed yes it's going to be disgusting what you know how they're going to see this like if you have a hard heat a hard quarter oh yeah it's going to make progression tricky so i think that's that's going to be a huge element in how yeah. the it's a lot of entries a lot of entries. It's a lot of 25 entries so that's uh it's just less than quarterfinals actually quite a it's quite a horrible number no that's not a that's not a good number because <coughs> that's going to be top one through yeah it's a lot of racing and, to get um, rid of like no. the odd number out and the regatta is only three days long so, so shit really is putting some of these guys in the deep end proper stuff so I think that's also where we're going to see if people that have put together big blocks of training yeah. in the off season they might be able to handle yeah. you know a, a three day regatta with four races Whereas if you if you've been struggling a little bit, maybe you're gonna hurt a bit in this regatta by the final. Yeah, because I think there's a there's there's a compartment to you know being fresh and being able to generate your your potential speed. I think obviously you have some guys that can run very hot speeds, but I think there's some other guys that struggle will struggle with constant uh, you know having to dig it uh, produce performances after performances. I think the fatigue might play a role. Um, so we'll see we'll see I feel like sometimes the experienced athletes will rely a little bit too much on that experience and mm. you know maybe not train do the training like the, the hunger of the younger athletes or maybe I'm just talking crap we'll see <laughs> let's see um, next one is men's eight <coughs> so there's not really much to, to talk about in this one yeah. uh, I think the, the main contenders we've got obviously got Romania who have been dishing out three eights at, at some of the regattas uh, so they've got a lot of depth. We've got the Dutch, the Germans, and the, the British. Mm. Um, I think we might have the Italians. There might be a few other names on the block, but I think those are like the crews I want to watch to see where they where they fit in. I think the the, the Romanians I think are coming in probably on the best yeah. form. Uh, the German crew it looks really young. I mean, there's there's a lot been a of lot of names. changes. It's, a lot it's of names. Not a lot of continuity from uh, their crew last year. I mean, their crew last year was. Killer. I killer. mean, we watched uh, that that ace final. They were not going to lose that race. No. Like a lot of a lot of things could have gone wrong, yeah. and they still would have won that race. So, very interesting to see interesting. such big changes in their crew. But I also, uh, there's an element of uh, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but I mean, and maybe they've they've maybe these young bucks. Because I mean, I remember their their, their pair trials. The results were tricky to find, but they they didn't. They were not you know cuts and dry it was all yeah. these new cats on the block very much like the GB trials as well a lot of different guys in the, in the boat so yeah really really yeah, very interesting, interesting. To see. And, the, and the same with the British actually there's yeah. a lot of cats in there that I've never even seen before yeah. never even heard of and I mean is it is is uh, Big Mo enough to, to bring everyone together kind of mm. thing I feel like he's the the anchor points on the you know you got Matt Tarrant as well but I think Big Mo is, is, is yeah he's definitely the the anchor of the boat the anchor of the boat um, and I also feel like I think GB has after the the Rio Olympiad lost a lot of uh, uh, old um, really stalwarts of the team which obviously you know there's there's just always this element of the changing of the guard young guys coming through but I think it's going to be a great opportunity to see who the new 
new the new the new look squad that of GB is going to be. And like even though there's some new fresh faces, I think obviously you know GB's rowing system is phenomenal. Oh yeah. So no, they know they're going to be fucking yeah. good. So you, you definitely know they're going to be. <coughs> no, it's. I think that the the I mean the reason that we even that we're talking about it, it's not like you know it's not uh, are they going to be in the A final or no, whatever. It's like are they going to be okay or are they going to be fucking really good? Phenomenal. Yeah. So um, I think on that, but yeah, I mean they got they got their work cut out for them for sure. Yeah, I think yeah the eights the eights turning is quite hot. I think and then Romania, you know Romania have got such a young team. I feel like their boats are filled with young guys. And in these next couple of years, I feel like these guys are going to be really, really good. So well, they, then, if they hang around, if, if they, they hang stay, around, if yeah, stay of course, in the system. Of because then you, know, the, you don't know what their training is like. I mean, they, they're showing such good speed early in the season. Maybe they're just flat out just maxing it out and really going to struggle later yeah. in the season. And then you have teams like GB, which are, I think, if you look historically, they're probably the best at hitting out a consistent season oh, yes, in terms of sure. like But also form. making sure that they come on form at, at the games. Champs. You know? Oh yeah, at the games, yes. So, you know, uh, you don't know what games Jürgen is playing there. He could yeah. be playing the long game, making sure that uh, that he lines up a, a gold medal crew at the at the games. Yeah. Uh, the only other crew that we haven't chatted about is the Dutch. And, I mean, they've on social media, they make a lot, a lot of noise and they look really good. Yeah, and the boat looks <laughs> awesome. The boat looks awesome. Oh, on the boat. How epic is that thing? I know. It's, if it's, you guys don't know what we're talking about, go look for it's the, the Instagram page. is the Holland, uh, Holland 8 or Holland 8. Holland 8. And uh, they've been posting a lot of cool stuff of their training, where they've been training, yeah. uh, and the 8. And what they've done is they've got this... Uh, I don't know if, if anyone saw the... the the Red Bull boat that uh, Timo Naski got last year with like basically painted like the can and uh, the eight is basically the same so it's got all these cool colors the riggers are different colors the red silver and the blue of uh, Red Bull bows all branded Red Bull I mean there's no way they would be be able to race it but why not though I mean yeah, a lot of stuff it, like, against it really so the question cool. why can't you race that that's such an awesome looking eight <clears throat> you know and, like for a sponsor like Red Bull to come in and, and do something for the the boat that cool but only as a training boat it just shows that like you know if we There's if we interest. opened it up to to racing and you could race in doesn't matter what your boat looked like and you raced it there would be a lot of cool stuff uh, yeah. coming into to rowing and a lot of people would be would be interested i think so yeah i want to see more of that yeah also i also i think you you raise a really good point there and like it just shows that the interest is there yeah for sure and like i mean why why not yeah why there's not? no real like, i mean what is the reason that we can't uh have these yeah. branded boats that are, you know, showing off these sponsors that are supporting our sport. You know, it's not like they trying to screw our sport. These are these are other companies coming in. You know, it's like the German eight have to build their that uh, that green boat is built around their sponsor, and it's taken many years for for that to kind of mm. you know they're just trying to associate the color. But now that's you all know. That they got. But now you know. That's like, all you got. You Why can't the... you just do whatever you want on the boat and like, yeah, but you know so now if you, if you tell me like what the German 8 <coughs> so they run a green 8 and Nilo is the sponsor mm. so I can tell you it's, it's, it goes a long way so yeah I mean I think if you if you're going to keep our, our sport in the in the picture we need to do start doing things like that yeah. Um, but yeah I mean the Dutch going back to them they've first of all last year they rocked up at the the first World Cup and cleaned, and up. <laughs> cleaned up they won uh First and second in both the fours, hopped in the eight with quick. Uh, women, women's eight won. Women's uh, fours also double uh, were won both. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both fours. Both fours so yeah. I, I'm just saying that they they 
but then they fell apart later in the season. So I've heard that they've done some early selection. They've selected the eight early in the season. They're going to commit to this this boat and, and see if it can be fast. So let's see where they where they yeah. come. I mean, they've been posting a lot. They look really slick, but I don't, yeah, we don't know what the hell... We don't know what's going on. <laughs> we don't know yeah, what's going I mean, on until we see them. They, they, blow, they, they were very strong early in the season last year. And like you said, they kind of like fell apart. Well, I don't know fell apart, but they just kind of... They just didn't take that form on. And we felt like it was... When you saw a Dutch boat rock up, it was almost like a lucky pack draw on mm. who, who's got to be in the boats. You know, are they, yeah, are they, they loading the men's time. eight or are they loading the men's four? I mean, you have two fours that are winning the first World Cup and then like, you know, the, the, I'm not, the, the Dutch four is great, but you know, they didn't, they weren't on the podium at, you know, the World Champs and they were off the pace. Yeah. I think also, also with the eight. But, so I think uh, they obviously try to, try to fix that because uh, they know they have speed. They've obviously got a lot of quick athletes. Mm. So maybe by selecting the boats a bit early and uh, getting into the training, they'll do it. So, And I see a lot of guys that... Um, I think they also... I think it was tough on the athletes because I saw a lot of guys that raced at that first World Cup didn't race again yeah. at the thing. Like the stroke man, Robert Lucan, he didn't race the rest of the season. And now he's back stroking the eight. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they've they sorted some of their, their politics out or, or the drama, but I'm really excited to, to see them come down yeah. the track because that's going to be really, really cool. And I think they're also going to... I feel like they have the most disgusting depth as well. We're talking about teams with big depth. So I feel like if they... You know, if, if they come online they will, will will be a force to reckon with. So moving on to the last event, I left it to last because it was me and Jake's event of last year. I mean yeah. we spoke many, many hours on the on the show about this this event, the lightweight women's double. It was madness last year. Mm. Uh, and basically every regatta had uh, different medalists. Different medalists. So the between the three World Cups uh, there was eight medalists, mm. so only one crew doubled up and medaled at uh, two of the the World Cups. And then when you add in Europeans and World Champs, there were still ten medalists at five different regattas. So, I mean, really was yeah. absolutely insane, and anyone could take it. I mean, a lot of crews that were in the, on the podium earlier in the season were in the B finals, yeah. uh, come World Champs. Yeah, I mean, and also a lot of crews that were even in the C final. Yeah, we're at the C final in World Cup one, <coughs> World Champs silver medal. So, yeah. and like the thing is about lightweight rowing for those listeners that don't know, because they have a restriction on the weight, all the rowers come in at around about the same engine. Like everyone's around about the same power output. Yeah, like it's really like hard to, to get. Uh, small. It's really difficult yeah. to get a, a, a big power. Um, advantage. advantage on the, Whereas, on the opposition when everyone weighs exactly the same. Yeah, so that that means that it's super close, close racing. So just that in general makes lightweight ro- lightweight racing closer. And on top of that, like this world record is ready to go. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's uh, six forty eight, and it needs to go. I mean, the, the amount of times last year with racing is coming down the track and it's rolling ninety nine percent of the world record, they're hitting. Often there's crews under um, this, uh, no under the 650 pace. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then they just haven't had the conditions yet yeah. to to dish it up. So yeah. we need a day. I'm just praying, uh, semi final or final Lucerne, yeah. pumping tail. It's I want to see the record yeah. go. And uh, like you said, like the crews are getting really close. I mean, like if you think about some other records out there, they. Crews don't get even close to those records. I mean, <coughs> men's pair. Yeah, I mean, me and you were chatting about this earlier. Men's yeah. pair, Kiwis are the only crew to go under 613. 
Yeah. So, that's I mean, crazy. that's five seconds off the world record, and they're the only crew to do that. Also, the men's four. Like, men's four as well. I think it's also, six, six, I think there's two or three crews that have been under 642, which yeah. is also five seconds off the world record, six seconds off the world record. So, I mean, you have, you know, you have a couple of world records out there that doesn't look like they're going anytime soon. And you have people that are getting within a second of this one. And you have such a hotly contested field. Yeah. This, I think, and also I feel like when the record falls, it's going to drop by like two seconds at least. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, uh, look, they need the conditions though. Yeah. I mean, they need the conditions and they need a race where everyone's in and it's going. So, yeah, I mean, we're not really going to go into to who's there and who's missing in this, in this event because we actually don't even know. We need to see a race come down a track. See who's there, and then we can uh, talk about an extra gather. But this is going to be an event to watch. So, adding to your events, if you only got a little bit of time at the end of the weekend and you only want to watch a little bit of rowing, men's pair, women's lighty double, men's single. Maybe wins a uh, women's single as well. Yeah, women's single is a big one because I feel like women's single, because you've got that element that you have the, the best in the world. Yes. up against each other you have the two, and you have Janine, you have the two champions from last season basically yeah. going going against each other first up in the season and yeah. they, they want those wins as well big ones cool I think that's a wrap for us Jakey is there any I mean there's nothing really I don't really want to go too much into this thing we've been going long enough already people yeah. are probably already switched off didn't listen to the end of the episode yeah well no I think that's I think that wraps it quite well I'm, I'm really excited to watch racing heats kick off tomorrow so if you're listening to this, it, racing starts on Friday um, and all through to Sunday. Uh, you can watch the live stream on worldrowing.com and find all the details there on the website. Um, yeah, and I mean, the streaming has been really good. Yeah. It's one thing that World Rowing is getting better and better is just the, the access, to, access to, to watching the racing. What I want to see at the World Cups, though, and World Champs is I want to see the athletes talking like uh, in between the, the yes. races like you know you race and there's just watching like a medal ceremony or something I want some interaction with the with the with race the, with the athletes I want to hear what it's like down the track how did the race go big upsets you know we need a we need a little bit more from that side of things but really awesome stuff and yeah go watch it yeah for sure and then yeah let us know what you think uh, we would love to hear what your talking points are and uh, enjoy yeah, who did we miss? Who I'm did we sure miss? we missed, we, um, missed big we, we skipped out a lot of events. Like we said, we were only going through our talking points. And uh, if you think we're full of shit, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, and also, like, what do you guys think of this format? All of that uh, nonsense. Let us let us know, and yeah. uh, we'll get back to you. Thanks very much, guys. And sweet, enjoy the racing this weekend. Yeah, sweet. Ciao. Jake's up. We're up. Bye.